Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plast. With myself, Stephen Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode number 282, and thanks, as always, to everybody who tuned into last week's show. A very special thanks once again to the Ginger Pele, Matt Harold for joining us in last week's show, episode 281. He was at the beginning of that show. Really interesting comments made by him. Really good to hear from him and his perspective, unique perspective on things that have been going on this season. This week, though, we have got uh, an Easter uh, footballing fixture uh, dynasty, if you like. We've got two winning games to talk about this week, and we're going to give that a quick review coming up next. And the week that was, just in case you missed out on anything, so I guess let's stop waffling on and crack on with this yeah. week's show. And as always, as we start with a word from our sponsor. Yeah, so the podcast is proudly sponsored by HF Plastering, who are an Essex based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, ladies and gents, they offer all late and fans and staff a whopping 15% discount so for more information and for the best plastering and rendering prices around you can visit their website at www.agfplastering.co.uk or you can email Adam and the team at agfplastering.outlook.com the boys and the team are on social media you can find Adam on Twitter at Big Ads with a Z LOFC or you can find Age of Plastering on Facebook and Instagram by simply searching for Age of Plastering to find some wonderful examples of their fantastic work. Many are satisfied O's fans now over this course yeah. of what, three years? So, pleasure to work with Adam and the team. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah, and they are getting booked up real quick as well. So, sponsors, uh, sorry, supporters club update for you. There's just one final away game to um, go to this season. That's Crawley Town. That's happening on the 30th of April. Cost for the trip is only 20 quid for all categories except under 16s who travel for just... £10. Obviously, that doesn't include your match day ticket. To book on that trip, contact the Supporters Club's travel line on 07507 539 579, or you can just call into the Supporters Club uh, against Northampton on Saturday and just book up with Malcolm and the team there. Yeah, one piece of AOB this week and a piece of great news. So we say congratulations to O season ticket holder Stacey and Will. Stacey gave birth to their daughter, Poppy, on the 31st of March. Another Nuo in the world. Welcome to the world, Poppy. It's a first podcast mention Mention. already. So we hope uh, you're doing well there, Stacey. And congratulations, guys. Absolutely. Always good to hear good news. The week that was then, so let's start with Happy Monday, the 11th of April. Quiet day at the club. No news to report, so we move on. Yeah, 2-8, Tuesday, 12th of April. Fairly quiet as well. As But the EFL announced that next season's fixture list would be revealed on Thursday, the 23rd of June at 9am. So not even this season gone yet. Already thinking about next season. season yeah. Waiting with anticipation for 9am on that Thursday. Already. Absolutely. So make a note of that in your diaries. So on Wednesday, the 13th of April, the club finally announced that uh, their vote for Player of the Month for March. Unsurprisingly, I think to most people, if not everyone... Well done to Ruel Satori, who took a large portion of that vote. So, well done to him. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. All yeah. uh, nominations worthy winners, but we knew Ruel would sneak out. But high percentage of the votes, so well done to Ruel. And also announced on Wednesday was the winner of the goal of the month for March. Again, all four 
candidates, worthy winners. Paul Smythe won this one for his goal against Barrow from the most unlikely of angles. So congratulations to Paul. I guess commiserations to Satiri and Archibald because their efforts were just as just as good and could have won any other month. And obviously Smythe beats himself um, in terms of that Barrow goal against that Rochdale goal. So yeah. well done, Paul Smythe. What a month Paul had in terms yeah. of some absolute outstanding goals and when he's fit he's absolutely unbelievable and I genuinely can't believe he's at a League 2 club and not at a League 1 club at least so absolutely great capture by the club there the club also announced uh, that Richie Wellens is going to be doing an exclusive Q&A for season card holders at the stadium on Thursday the 21st of April that's this coming Thursday as we sit here on Easter Monday it's a 7.30 start in the Legends Lounge at the club stadium Thursday the 23rd, uh, 21st of April. I don't, from what I read, I do not believe this is being streamed. Uh, this is purely a season card holder uh, event in person, so you have to be there to hear what he has to say. Amazing stuff. So Thursday the 14th of April in, in the week that was, it was revealed that Shadrach Ogie has been nominated for the Skybet League 2 Young Player of the Season at the EFL Awards. So he's up alongside Finn Azaz of Newport County and Connor Taylor of Bristol Rovers. Only three nominations, so we wish Shad Ogie all the best of luck in the world. It seems a lot. It seems quite harsh when you consider how many hundreds of players are in League 2 and how many of those are young that have been playing as well. Um, but I think obviously it's worth pointing out that Finn Azaz is on loan there from Aston Villa and uh, Taylor is on loan there from Stoke City. So they both come from, from higher division sides. Now, arguably higher up, better quality, blah, blah, blah. So with the fact that Shad is, is nominated there as a young Orient player, all right, he didn't come through our full development system, but he's still naturally, he's not come from a higher place club, is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> he's had an amazing season, hasn't he? Shad Ogie. I mean, you know, he started winning it out here other weeks early in the season this season it took me by surprise he's had a phenomenal season and I think you know when we come to do our end of season awards I think he, he'll be up there not only our young player of the season awards but our actual player of the season because when you look over the whole season obviously Satiru now and Paul Smythe taking most of the plaudits but they haven't really been playing throughout the entire season Shadogi has pretty much been in the team from day one of the season to current day of the season and he's been really consistent. I think Shad had a phenomenal season. So we'll be keeping an eye on that award ceremony. Good luck, Shad. And we hope you get to take home that privileged award. So good Friday then, 15th of April. Start the day by saying a massive happy 26th birthday to O's right back. Hopefully we'll see him on the pitch very, very soon. Mr. Tom James. Yeah, and hopefully he'll sign a new contract as well. The Young O's were in action uh, on Good Friday morning against Charlton Athletic. Unfortunately, they lost the game 3-0, so unlucky to the Young O's. Yeah, that was a friendly, so I presume Charlton Athletic are at least a couple of leagues higher within the, the league ranking. But yeah, they've been doing well, the Young O's, so unlucky there to lose 3-0. Yeah. Obviously, the main event on Good Friday was Scunthorpe United at home and before the game we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one we had 167 votes in a slightly shorter voting period over 17 hours a very one-sided vote we had 5% of you who thought the game would end in the draw 6% thinking the O's would lose this one with a whopping 89% of you thinking the O's would win this one as always a massive thank you to everyone who voted in that Twitter poll yeah, that's right. Thanks very much indeed. So the team was announced with Lawrence Vigoureux in goal, Thompson, Beckles, Mitchell and Wood. 
across the back. Kiprianu Brown in the middle. Archibald Smythe and Satoriu and Drinan up top. Sargent on the bench. Ogie Young, Prattley, Khan, Nakruma and Smith. But just to note that uh, it's worth pointing out that Byrne was read out by Barry Galvin, the stadium announcer, Ooh. when the... Uh, at the ground yeah. so uh, and I didn't see who was sat on the subs bench so I don't think it was Sam Sargent in the interesting end. good spot there Mr Levy so that's starting 11 sort of return to the <clears> team <throat> for Alex Mitchell also in comes Jordan Brown as we also welcome back Connor Wood and Adam Thompson so your views on that team Mr. yeah Levy. you're never guessing the, the, the lineups these days um, screwed with my fan hub <laughs> uh, ranking um, so yeah good to see uh, Wood Mitchell and Thompson back it'd be interesting to see uh, Brown played too. Not seen him in a while. He's been a little yes. bit anonymous uh, in 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 and around the team. But you know, Rich is giving him a go. So hopefully, we'll see. And against the Scunthorpe side, who are all but relegated anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I was quite happy with that team. I don't think you're going to like what I've got to say, but I was surprised he put Mitchell in. Mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, he's looking. Wellens has talked about next season now and planning for next season and I think we'll sign Arch. I think we'll make an attempt to sign Theo Archibald. I think it's very clear how highly. We rate Theo Archibald and I think it's been clear from what the club have said that he might be surplus to requirements at Lincoln City. So I think yeah. that's a deal to be done there. I don't think Alex Mitchell will be here next season. I think Millwall will look at his loan spell and go, right, actually Alex, if you've got a future with us, your next step will be League One next season, ideally. So I was surprised that he was playing Mitchell, but then actually I thought about it and I thought, well, we're playing on the Monday so I can kind of see why he might rest Shad and put Mitchell in. But if that was a standalone game, I would question that one more although Mitchell's had a great season for us he's been good but when you're playing players from other loan clubs I always feel it's best to give your own youth Agreed. a chance in that one although Mitchell's had a good season yeah he has and I think one of those where uh, potentially there could be a deal to be done there I mean I'm Possibly. not I'm not privy to any insider information on this but you know I, I don't believe Millwall particularly um, in contact much uh, with with Alex from from what I have heard um, but actually, maybe you know he likes yeah. he likes being here. That that he's told he's told us when we've when we've met him. Um, so and, and again, as I say, I'm not privy to to any inside info. I'm not even sure whether the conversations with Mill have even taken place. But I think he deserved an opportunity to show Richie Wellens what he can yeah, do. Yeah, I think he did quite well in that behind closed doors friendly against the Brentford B side, yeah. and I think Richie was fairly impressed with him then. Um, you know. That being said, I know there's people that aren't a fan of him. He's a no-nonsense, typical English centre-back, isn't he? Meathead, I believe the phrase is what I believe that is. I believe that is. <laughs> I believe that is the phrase. But again, not to detract from your views here, but I think uh, I think to be given an opportunity, I think it's a fair. Yeah, mate, that's what it's thing. all about. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I thought good attacking options on the bench. Good to see Young and good to see Krumah on the bench. Obviously, Krumah I think got five minutes away to Sutton. Mm. He was never going to prove himself in that one. So, yeah, lots of views on the team. Came yeah, that was announced. Gorillas nineteen eighty five kicks off this week. He says, hopefully, the end of Nublé and Ray. Hopefully, Young and Krumah get more minutes. Yeah, absolutely great point. Again, it's interesting to see those two lone players not in the squad, but Mitchell is in the squad. But, but obviously, he's looked at Ray and he's looked at Nublé. Yeah. But obviously, last week we mentioned Sam Sargent. And looking at Sargent, and he's not obviously given that chance to another keeper. But hence, you could say Vigory's been so great at the moment. Yeah, and that's probably the only position you don't. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that one. But many a talking point from that one. (coughs) Barry LV once said, "Surprised to see Harry Smith in the squad following Richie Wellens' pre-match interview." Now I didn't watch that, so I can't actually comment on what he said or might not have said. So 
Barry, I, don't, I, don't, I did watch it and I don't remember what he said. All right, um, Barry, give us a tweet. Let us know your views on that one and the kind of context behind that tweet. It'd be an interesting one to discuss there. Peter Foreman too said, very lightweight in midfield, all for experimenting, but keep either Prattley or Khan in there and play the youngsters alongside. But Richie knows what he's doing, which yeah, is a fair point. That was a fair point. Trev at T6, he said, not sure I see the point of playing Mitchell instead of Ogie. Mitchell won't be here next season. It's a bit similar to what I said. So yeah. lots of good views there, as always that come in around 2pm when the team was announced. So Scunthorpe got the game underway in a very warm and sunny mm. E10, knowing a defeat would consign them to relegation and the very difficult to get out of National League. Yeah, it really is. Ten minutes in, nothing really to report. Bit of a slow start by both sides, although we seem to be dominating the possession a bit more, which you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the atmosphere? Obviously, I wasn't there, so good atmosphere. Yeah, slightly surreal atmosphere obviously no name might get relegated um, they didn't bring as many as I, I thought they would considering that would be the kind of the game, the game but, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again I, I don't know what's gone on at uh, at Scunthorpe whether they've got bad ownership or whether it's just bad luck but yeah. you know, Keith Hill's not had that he's got all that experience and he's really not been able to do anything he's not even lifted them off out the relegation that they dipped back in. Um, so yeah, don't really know. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. It was it was lovely weather. Good good to be out. But obviously the Easter holidays, people go away and or spa don't days want to come out or yeah, or yeah. they go to spa day. Absolutely. How was that for you? Very nice, very enjoyable. So let's get back to the game that was in hand. <laughs> Twelve minutes in, nice passing and movement from the O. So Theo Archibald drive at goal. He crossed with the outside of his boot, but Watson made a comfortable catch. It was going to be quite a busy day for Watson. It absolutely point. was. He was a bit of a wobbly one, that one. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. In the 15th minute, Orient took the lead. A move that started off with Lawrence Vigoro seeing us play out from the back. Uh, very nice passing. I think the pass from was uh, was Brown to out to um, Archibald. That's uh, right. He yeah. was fed. He then fed Smith on the right. He Turned face goal, beat the defender really easily, really comfortably, drove at goal, drove into the box, and again from a tight, he loves an angle, does Paul Smith. Uh, really good to see, beat Watson, made it 1 0 to Orient. What a great goal, great finish, great composure, great team goal. That's not just a Paul Smythe goal, that is a good team goal to get him into that position. A lot of great elements within that goal. Obviously, I think in the highlights, it just cuts into the passing move halfway in it, so it kind of cut yeah. away from the goal. And someone tweeted the club and said, you're completely missing you're missing better part yeah, of that. Yeah. So, great goal. I mean, that Paul Smythe finish was an absolute finish. From that angle, that is unbelievable. It's like a FIFA finish with the triangle and with the outside of the boot. Amazing finish. And yeah. it's not, you know... We've raved about Paul Smythe now the last couple of weeks. That's his third superb goal in as many weeks. Since Doesn't score weeks. tappings, does he, the guy? Amazing. Well, Paul, you can score whatever goals you want, my friend. Not a problem. Um, we've been really critical of Paul Smythe um, on this podcast for his performances, his injury record. Well, his lack of performances in the, for what, the first two thirds of the season? Yeah. Um, but, you know, credit where credit is due to him. He's putting in a shift. He's running his backside off and he's scoring some absolutely memorable goals I mean goal of the season is going to be difficult big summer now for Paul Smythe to keep himself fit, fit. and hit yeah. the ground running like, and we, he's got we know, baby we know how important well. he's going so, to be, yeah. be yeah absolutely 17th minute and Scunthorpe came close to equalising there's a long ball into our left so Connor would beat him to the header by Sinclair he's crossed looked over hit Thompson was beaten to the ball by Pike who put the ball just inches wide. Bit of a let off there but Adam Thompson did well to try and recover that as a, as a, but that no doubt there there was a let off. In the 24th minute Theo Archibald doubled our lead as the O's had a breakaway three on three. Drynan fed Theo Archibald on the right hand side and just from the outside of the area managed to curl a shot 
into the top corner, giving Watson no chance, making it 2-0 to the mighty O's. Lovely finish. Another one that likes a decent finish. Oh, that was a beauty of a peach. No chance for Watson. I mean, as much as you can uh, be critical of Watson during the game, I think the first two goals, he's got no chance of either at a League 2 level. I think the yeah. first one, a great finish. And I think the second one from Theo is an absolute top bin. Do you know what I mean? It's a great finish there from Theo Archibald, who's... Seems to, he seemed to have had a bit of a quiet spell earlier in the year when we first came back and when Kenny kind of couldn't get a win for love or money. But since Richie's been at the club, Theo's been kind of like reborn. Um, fantastic. Oh, no all. surprise. Yeah, yeah great all. point. Yeah, absolutely. And then, oh, 27th minute. I'm yeah. always going on to the third goal. But before that, I digress. Scunthorpe free kick. Aaron Drynan got it, led a counter-attack, fired a ball across goal, but a red shirt couldn't get on the end of it. Good, good move from us. Really good move from us. I love, I love us on the counter. We're so excited yeah, to watch. Difficult to pace. defend against. Yeah, absolutely. Pace, trickery, determination, yeah. guard. All those things you want from from your front attacking players, and we've got that in abundance. And they seem to read each other really well uh, for the most part. Um, but we're just a bit unfortunate there. Yeah, that's the four who seem to be kind of establishing themselves now. Right, You've got Smythe, Satiriu, Archibald, and Dryman at the yeah. moment. And to, for anyone to try and dislodge them, it's going to be difficult at the moment. And I think also the other reason it'd be difficult, not because they're great offensively, but actually they do a lot of the hard work, the running and the closing down, the defending from the front. Yeah. Uh, so that it it releases yeah. some of the pressure from the back guys where they don't have to worry too much because they know that the Drynans and Satirius, the Swives are going to go yeah, and, yeah. And, and do all the closing down to try and stop the ball getting into our danger areas. Just to digress again, in today's post-match interview, and we won't get up to it because I think it's near the end, he kind of went and singles out Drynan for his running yeah, and his he effort. Does. He so always has done. He obviously likes Drynan in terms of how much energy that boy's got. But let's get back to Scunthorpe and 2-0 became free now yeah it did two became free just shy of the half hour mark good press from us saw the ball come to Jordan Brown his cross was fumbled by Watson Ruel Satoria was lurking and had a pretty easy header at the back post making it 3-0 with his first headed goal of this season things you love to see yeah. I think I think we'll go under the radar with that but not under the radar of us the press from Theo Archibald there forces the Scunthorpe defender to kind of get yeah. it into no man's land where we pick it up. Decent cross from Brown. Seems like he's having a good time. Time of his life yeah, in there. I mean, the keeper is a young guy, a side that are literally relegated. So, no confidence. and Absolutely. And yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute, probably where he comes out. and Good to see Royal, a hash Royal again. Absolutely. Just for his own confidence. Like, yeah. He deserves it. You know, he's had a brilliant, he had a brilliant March. Slightly quieter uh, April, but obviously with fewer games. So he'll be delighted and good for his confidence as well. Amazing. So 3 0 up, unbelievable stuff. 32nd minute, Adam Thompson did well, beat his man to a dangerous ball in the box. Yep, he absolutely did. A minute later, cheeky from Paul Smythe, who tried to be clever and clip a shot at goal, but in the end, it was a pretty comfortable catch for Watson. Yeah, good stuff. Unlucky there. I love the fact that he's trying it, though. That's a guy full of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. 38th minute, missed kick from Alex Mitchell. Saw the ball fall to Hackney, but he screwed his shot wide. Yeah, Adam Thompson was in the right place at the right time to deny, to deny Pike a chance to grab a goal back in the 42nd minute. Yeah, a minute later, calamitous turn of events. There's yeah. a long ball up to Theo Archibald, so Watson came out. He missed the ball. Theo tried his luck from distance, but Scunthorpe had players back on the line and they cleared the ball away. Yeah, and it pinged around a bit, but eventually they, they got rid of that. Three minutes of additional time were played out. No further talking points as the Orient went in 3-0 at the break. Love it. Things you love to see at half-time. Yeah. Orient free up. Attendance announced this one, 5,314 with 275 Scunthorpe fans. 
making the journey to E10. Looked busy. All the stands looked pretty busy. So, Good. yeah, uh, that was decent. There were no changes for the O's. One change for Scunthorpe was ha at half-time. Has already got the second half underway. And a minute into this half, Connor Wood put a superb ball in. Aaron Drynan just missed out, couldn't make it count. Yeah, unlucky there, Drynan. Vigoru made a crucial save a minute later. He made a diving save low to deny Feeney a goal. <coughs> Feeney's been around the houses a bit, Feeney. Warren Feeney, is it? 35 years old, Liam Feeney? Liam, I think. Yeah, yeah. 35 years, yeah. Interesting. 51 minutes on the clock. It's just like watching Brazil here as a neat exchange between Jordan Brown. You saw him feed Ruel Satoriu, but his shot hit the bottom of the far post. Drynan couldn't capitalise on the follow-up. Yeah, I think if that had gone four, you would be looking at a cricket score. But 53rd minute, Ima Beckles got his standard booking. He was booked for a foul, and Scarfop had a free kick that was terrible. Sinclair blazed high and over the goal. In the 58th minute, Theo Archibald was denied from point-blank rage. He found himself in space to shoot, but Watson made the save. And just four minutes later, in the 62nd minute, it was time for the first O-sub. As Ross Toyou came off, and he was replaced by Harry Harry Smith, who'd done well, actually. Just three minutes later, he played in Aaron Dryden down our right. He got back to Paul Smythe, who stepped over for Hector Kiprianu, but he shot from close range, cannoned off the bar. Just not meant to be, is it? We're talking about a post and a bar already. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just one of those days where it's just not going to count. Very fortunate, big let-offs let for, for Scunthorpe. Uh, 68 minutes on the clock, then Archibald picked up the ball in midfield, drove into the box, fired a shot at goal, but it was blocked, came out to Smith. Harry Smith, he smashed a shot against the crossbar, when a fourth goal looked much the easier option or outcome. Yeah, unlucky Harry That's, that's two crossbars on a post now. Absolutely. It's time of my autobiography, that is. Second yeah. orient sub, I think we missed saying, and Krumah came on for Dryden in the 66 minutes. That's good to see us kind of resting players at, you know, 3-0, game done and dusted. Yeah. Good to see some respite. 72nd minute, Paul Smythe fired a shot wide, and that was his final contribution. He was subbed, and he was replaced by Matt Young. So all three subs by the 72nd minute, resting, obviously, Big players for Monday. Yeah, absolutely. 86 minutes now. We'll fast forward a bit here. Uh, Scunthorpe had a good chance to pull a goal back, but Gallimore fired wide. Visitors had another chance a minute later as Sub Wilson fired at Vigoro. Yeah, one minute of time was added on this one. No further action to talk about as the ref brought the match to an end as the O's ran out comfortable 3 0 winners, which also confirmed Scunthorpe's relegation to the National League. Yeah, Richie Wellens' interview is well watched by now. That is on yeah. YouTube, the club's YouTube channel. So, the league table. Yeah, absolutely. So, we won this one quite comfortably, but remained in 14th place after this one. So, at this point, we played 42, 1-12, drawn 14, lost 16, goal difference of plus 15, and on 52 points. A bit of Lejande, your views from the Scunthorpe game? Yeah, um, I mean, Scunthorpe, I think, one of the worst sides I've seen uh, at home. That said, though, they created a few good chances yeah. but just didn't finish them due to poor quality, lack of confidence, whatever that may be. Um, but credit to them, they did still try to get... Yeah. Uh, they didn't give up. They still tried to get a nick a goal back here or nick, nick a goal back there. So, you know, fair play to them. Well played, very well. Uh, sorry, we played very well. We looked comfortable. All our attacking players looked bang up for it. So it was a, a real pleasure to watch, as I mentioned earlier on that counter-attack point. You know, real pleasure to watch these guys. Uh, Archibald needs to be signed from Lincoln, to your point earlier for me. I think we need him next season. Um, I don't think you're going to find another one like him. Yeah. I think he's enjoying the London life. Uh, as well, if you follow him on Insta, you'll probably see. Oh, really? Him. Yeah, he's out and about with the lads, isn't he? So as you would be as a pasty twenty-three-year-old jock, as uh, which you wouldn't have called him. <laughs> Did you hear that as well? Yeah, 
I was like, oh, my eyebrows raised at that. I was like, wow. Um, even if we have to pay a fee for him, I think that that would be money well spent. We would have down to, on wouldn't we? Year. Like, he's got a year left at Lincoln in the yeah, summer. Depending they on where. could cancel it off and, yeah. and whatnot, but I think he'd be worth tens of thousands of pounds of hard-earned investors I think Lincoln cash. would be looking at him going, we could probably get a tasty fee here from Orion based on his stats and based on... Which Lincoln, is Lincoln, half the problem. Lincoln, what, Lincoln aren't stupid. Correct. They'll be going... We know we we know we, we know see. they want him at yeah. the club next season, so we know he's there's a cost attributed. It's to always him. the problem when they do well. Suddenly the price skyrockets when they're not doing so well. And you want to send them back like the George Rays and the New Blaze, for example. <laughs> um, just to finish off though, big shouts to Thompson, Woods, Smythe, Satorio, and Kiprianu. They were real standouts yesterday. I probably named half the squad there, but yeah. there was just uh, you know everyone did well, but there were some that were just stood out a little bit more for me. Three goals, clean sheet, three points. On a warm, sunny bank holiday Friday. Love it. Good stuff. Yours? Me, yeah, clinical in that first half hour to get the win. So, got to be happy with that. Seems like all the players played well. Good team performance. Another win. I think winning breeds winning. Easy yeah. to say that. But it doesn't matter who you're beating. As long as you're beating them. So, great for confidence. Good to see three goals from three different scorers. And it sounds like, and it looks like it could have been and should have been more. Obviously, two crossbars and a post or two posts and a crossbar. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'd never like to see teams get relegated I think Scunthorpe are one of those who you look back on and they've had some good battles with Orient over the years obviously playoff final Wembley we remember all too well uh, and they've always been a difficult team who I didn't like to play so I'm sorry to see them slip out of the football league but you know four performances left let's hope for another four performances like that to end the season on a real high but no complaints from me great game another plus three on that goal difference yeah that's exactly right. So those were our views. I think actually I might have got, I was just checking while you were doing your views there. I think uh, I misput the uh, league table standings. I think it's 12, six, lost, drawn 16, lost 14, not drawn 14, lost 16 before anyone who's uh, <laughs> That's paying particular attention, just to correct myself on that. So those were our views. Uh, a huge amount of feedback came in after the match. So thanks again to everyone who takes the time to tweet us or message us with your views, which come into our social media accounts, as you probably know by now, are sponsored by town and country estate agents who are orient-supporting and highly successful estate agents. And in fact, they've just um, opened two new offices, so growing as well, which things we love to see. West End season ticket holder, one of the directors is Charlie Paul, and he's offering all Leighton Orient fans and staff a whopping 20% off their usual fee. So if you're thinking of moving, Keep it in the Orient family. Save yourself a few quid in the process as well. Give Charlie a call directly. His number is 07528 471 497. Or you can email him charlie at townandcountrypropertysales.co.uk. Or you can DM him on Twitter, charlie underscore Paul with an E on the end. And again, just because we read these out doesn't necessarily mean we agree with them. Yeah, first tweet came from a Twitter handle, which is at M underscore Ling underscore fan club. A new Twitter handle, so welcome to the Outlook Party. You said exciting, free-flowing football. Might only be scunful, but hopefully it's an insight into what we can expect next year. Yeah, Matt, so. yeah absolutely. Matty, LOSC Evans said, one word, ruthless. Build a squad around Smythe, Saturiu, Viggs and Ogie, and we have ourselves a decent squad next year. That's an exciting spine of a squad. That's a very good spine of a League 2 squad. Jonathan yeah. S. Glass, another new name to me, said, missed absolute sitters. 
which in a different game would have cost us. Yeah. Sloppy at the back, but we scored some great goals. I feel a bit disappointed with just a 3-0 win. Yes, it's a good point. It's it funny old world, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Bendy Bollard deserved the win and to keep up the momentum. Jordan Brown looked decent. Good to see, like you said, I think Jordan Brown. Barely seen him since he's signed for Orient. So good opportunity there for him to show what he could do. Sounds like he's done yeah. all right, actually. Yeah, I mean, look, don't, don't like discredit the guy in any way shape or form but it was a team who've got 24 points and very few wins all season so if there was going to be a game to look good if he'd have looked bad against them then you'd probably be asking questions about why we've signed him fair enough fair enough Orient Matty it's a weird game thought Scunford would put up more of a fight but the game was over as soon as Smythe scored second half was a dead rubber and I hope Burrell Gets his pen out soon. Yeah, so do we. Les LK52 said, let's not get carried away. Swindon will be a bigger test. Scunny were poor today. And I know you can only beat what's in front of you. But nevertheless, an excellent performance. And also, why play Mitchell unless he's signing again next season? Hopefully he is. Plus Theo. I wouldn't mind that at all, Les. Hopefully that happens. Mm. Vince Howard, 73. So they enjoyed that. And I haven't said that often enough this season. Sure, the second half wasn't a classic. But even then, we still managed to hit the woodwork. Three times. That's right. Chris Cow too said, if we can reproduce that first half performance consistently next season, we're in for an exciting ride. At times, Smythe was unplayable. Yeah, a penultimate tweet on this one came from Wilco300. He said, really pleased with the football that is on show. Hector's starting to look like the player we thought he could be. And Brown Decent could push Pratty next season. Yeah, absolutely. Final word goes to Boatsy for this one. Says, firstly, we've been there and know how it feels to go out the EFL. So feel sorry for uh, Scunthorpe. Irons fans, uh, hashtag Iron fans, and hope they can return one day. But praise must go to Richie for a fully professional performance today. Could have been easy to rest key players. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so thanks to all your tweets. Go after Scunthorpe. I think for people, a bit too eager to go out and get their beers in on a nice sunny day. Not as many tweets as what we've normally had. And if we haven't mentioned yours, yours is probably coming up later in the podcast. So Carol Angley Flores prediction league update so hopefully you all know by now our sponsors for this one the Carol Angley who are an established local business in Chingford specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events weddings bar mitzvahs christenings you name it they'll do it for you you can get in touch with John and the team go look at their website Carol Angley or you can go and find them on social media they are on Instagram and on Twitter and their Twitter handle is carolangleye 4 or John can be found at Essex Biz. A whole heap of correct predictions on this one. We're not going to name all of you who got them right, but a few of you had 3-0 and two scorers. Well done to Liam and UFC 98, Orient Meat Pie, Steve Chaplin 4, East London XL, Nice Shot Steve, PM31970, Springly Net, Dave M1812, LOFC underscore Ed, who now predicts Orient to win. He's changed. He used to be Orient lose every Ooh. game, so... Welcome to the dark side, Ed. And David Rose, 88. All those people got 3-0 and two scorers, which is amazing. They all got five points, but got to say, a huge well done to at Wadsey, who predicted 3-0 and all three scorers to get the maximum six points. That's the maximum you can... We'll do a shout-out there for Paul uh, WE underscore UK, who tweeted us and said it'll be 3-0 at half-time, and he's named all three scorers and said it'll be 7-0 at full-time. That Which, didn't, if those three goals <laughs> go in, that would have only been a goal shy of that. That didn't quite come off, so unlucky there, Paul, but amazing work from Adam there at Wadsey, who oh, took man. six points. Yeah. Incredible. Should, well you done. You should do the lottery, Ed. I mean, unbelievable. So, yeah, we'll do a prediction league yeah. table roundup later. Uh, so, let's move on then, as that concludes Easter Friday, uh, Good Friday. Uh, Adam Thompson was named in the Sky Bet League 2 team, sorry, in the League 2 team of the week and EFL 
Team of the Week following his performance against Gunthorpe. That happened on Saturday the 16th of April. So well done to Adam. And that was based on some score rating from who scored, uh, I believe it's called. Well done to Adam Thompson. Not a name we mentioned much. uh, Not his right back. In that game. So well done to Adam Thompson. Yeah, so let's move on then to Easter Sunday, the 17th of April. Not much to report. The ladies team were in action. They played against AFC Leighton. Unfortunately, fell to a heavy 5-0 defeat. So unlucky there to the ladies. Absolutely. Easter Monday, today as we record this podcast, the main event of the day was Swindon Town away. At 2 o'clock, the team was announced. Lawrence Vigoru in goal. Thompson, Beckles, Ogie, Wood. Kiprianu, Prattley. Archibald Smythe, Satiriu and Drynan were the starting 11 with Sergeant Mitchell Brown, Young, Coleman, Khan and Dan Nkrumah making up the bench. Yeah, absolutely. That meant two changes from the team at the weekend as Darren Prattley and Defender Shadow will be returned to the side. Harry Smith wasn't in the squad but before the match Oates Khan was called into the starting 11 who replaced Adam Thompson who felt something in his groin and that meant Oates Khan started Jalen Sweeney was named on the bench for me yeah fine by me that was mostly as I expected it I thought Khan might get a start in this one I thought Mike, think just for like, rotation purposes Khan since scoring at Walsall has kind of been dropped and he had scored and got an assist and since then he'd been like see you later mate you can sit on the bench for a little while and not even get on so I thought you might see Khan in terms of the rotation of the squad but obviously yeah. he likes Kipriano, he likes Prattley and like we said those four up top attacking mm. players would be very hard to dislodge them I had 11 out of 11 on Fan Hub but, and, I, and I won a beer but, from it. But then Thompson got injured. And so now I've only got 10 out of 11. So I think as it was announced, I think that still stands. But look, I mean, it's a strong lineup. No experimentation going on here. Shame that Thompson picked up his injury in the warm-up. Um, but yeah, I mean, a side that will we'll give all. Yeah, I was quite happy with it, actually, because I was thinking about it this morning. Like In terms of when he played against Oldham, Richie, against a former side, yeah. they put out a bit of a weaker team than what you would have liked An to see. An experimental team. Yeah. I've got a bit of criticism. I thought he might do the same today, because oh, yeah. obviously Swindon are still T- in with touch with the playoffs. And he's Tougher test, though, isn't it? In his um, post-match against Gunthorpe, he mentioned how much he enjoyed his time at Swindon, and he's still got a lot of contacts up in Swindon, and people who are close to him. So I was thinking, oh... I hope you're not going to be a naughty boy today, Richie, and play like a weakened team. But he didn't. Fair play to him. That's as strong as what was available to him. On That's the bench, right. a bit of a young bench, but best to him what's available. Again, interesting, no Frank Nublay, who was tweeting about the game. So I presume he was at home, or maybe tweeting from the pub, the pub or the ground somewhere. And George Ray, I think, was spotted at the Exeter game, according to uh, one of the friends of the podcast. So interesting to see there. But yeah, you know, no point keeping them. No point having them travel all that way to sit and watch in the stand, is it? Let's be honest no, about it. They haven't lived up to any particular expectation. They've been quite poor at times, quite anonymous. Ray was responsible for the own goal. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed by George Ray. I mean, we'll probably talk about this in our post-season roundup, but I've been quite disappointed by George Ray. I thought yeah. fresh impetus, but you know, the likes of Thompson, Ogie, Beckles. You know, since Richie Wellens coming, they've all done really, really well. Um, Len Chin Chin uh, just the one um, team um, view this week from Len Chin Chin one who said tough prospects need our very best team Harry Smith is absent think a win will be a massive achievement our hopes depend on how much the team can muster a fast a fast clinical in the final third team performance reduce the giveaway of corners and fouls come yeah, on you O's absolutely so the match kicked off this one in the first minute Egbo flashed the ball across the box two spinner players 
couldn't connect with it. So early impetus there from Swindon. Yeah, Otis can't reply or try to uh, reply as he drifted inside in the seventh minute from his flank, fired an effort towards Woolacott's goal, but the strike went just over the bar. Yeah, 17th minute in. Otis Khan looking dangerous again. He was looked for um, Dryan in the area, but Conroy mm. got there just ahead of him. Yeah, a minute later, Hector Kipriano was booked for taking down Davison near the halfway line. Yeah, 19th minute in. Paul Smythe was brought down when bursting past the Swindon defence. Got the ABOs a free kick in a decent position from the right hand side. Theo Archibald swung in a pooch of a ball. Beckles got his head to the ball before Wallacott. Ball went into the net and the O's were 1 0 ahead. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He's beat the offside trap, Beckles, there. He's lost his marker. His marker's just standing there watching him head it past Wallacott. Omar Beckles has done absolutely outstanding now. I've seen those goals go against us. So actually, it's really nice to see that come again come in our favour now so yeah brilliant from Theo and brilliant from Omar as well it was only going to be one winner in that Omar just wanted it more than anyone else on that yeah, he, he, he just story. read the run he just read the run superbly well he's, he's made that run superbly well uh, to be literally alone in the box I'd been disappointed in him if he'd not have scored that because he only had he was under no pressure really yeah. other than Woolacott coming out but Woolacott wasn't that wasn't going to get there before him yeah, lovely finish, perfect start for the O's. 23rd minute in, Hector Kipriano got sent off. He got a second booking after he brung down Egbo, meaning the O's were down to 10 men with at least 67 minutes to play. Yeah, I mean, for his first challenge, to, to stop a counter-attack, I've got no problem with that. This is different. He should be experienced enough to know better. I mean, what's actually... And I've, I've watched this on the highlight from Sky Sports uh, at least three or four times... I don't know how much contact there actually is there. And it's literally about 30, 35 yards out. So it's in between the 18-yard box and the halfway lines. He didn't actually need to make that mm. recovery tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has done, and he's given a referee a decision to make. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them not given and just like have a talking to and just a free kick given and we just carry on because he's already on a yellow. But clearly this referee was influenced by the crowd and as we'll talk about later on, there was the melee and all that nonsense that went on and the referee wasn't a particularly great referee today and you've given that referee that decision to exactly. make and that's yeah. the problem that we've got here. Um, he'll be upset and disappointed with himself and Richie talks about what he should have done. Yes. So that can be coached. Those yeah, yeah. That decision-making process that Hector went through in his head to make that recovery lunge can be coached, can be coached out of him, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. So... Yeah, disappointing for there. 26 minutes in, slightly after. Tactical change for the O's as we brought off Paul Smythe. He was replaced by Ethan Carman. Fair to say, Paul Smythe not best pleased at being bought off. Not as you wouldn't be, though. No, no, because he got bought off early to save him for this game and 26 minutes in and he's less game than half over. an hour in his game over yeah. for you. Uh, 32 minutes on the clock. Barry aimed for the top corner from 30-odd yards out, but it was a comfortable save for Lawrence Vigor in yeah, the end. Yeah, playing against his former team as well. Absolutely. Yeah, 34 minutes in. Hectic on the pitch, just 15 players, maybe more, maybe less, as well as members, both dugouts, getting involved, a bit of fisticuffs, basically, long story short, Prattley, Ogie, Archibald from Odeos, Barry and O'Brien from the hosts, all got booked. Richie Wenning was booked four minutes after. Wenning's kind of spoke about that in his post-match interview and said like he didn't really do anything, just went down to see what was going on. Yeah, and there was a really... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and the club's official, tw from the club's Twitter account, they tweeted, it said, it's all getting a bit ridiculous here as there are 15 or so players as well as members of both dugouts getting involved what is simply 
in what is simply handbags. Yeah. So it was just a bit of a fuss about nothing now. I thought that was quite a funny tweet, actually. Yeah, seven minutes in of added time, played in the first half. Not much to talk about until then. In the third minute, though, Barry's shot was deflected out for a corner. Vigory punched the corner away well. And a minute later, Conor had an effort from, again, distance. They were trying to go up from distance quite a bit, Swindon. Obviously, shoot on sight. Yeah. Went over the bar. Ref blew for half-time shortly after with the O's a goal up. Yeah, attendance was two thousand. Sorry, ten thousand two hundred and sixty-four. Massive attendance. That's that three hundred and fifty-one Hardy souls packed into that stand uh, in the corner, which I remember being at one yeah. that season that we got relegated. Rickety, isn't it? Yeah, it's old one of the tra- tra- yeah. traditional old ones. Uh, second half kicked off though. No subs for the O's. Five minutes into this half, Royal Saturio nutmegged O'Brien in the area, but was brought down referee again with a decision to make and it didn't go favourably no, for us. he said no penalty I've not seen that one back but lots of tweets of people who were there saying it looked like a stone wall I think the yeah. club's tweet said somehow it wasn't given but in the 53rd minute Leo's made it 2-0 shadow long throw from the right pinged around the area filter goal scorer extraordinary Omar Beckles coolly placed the ball past the keeper into the corner of the net for his second goal of the game and Temano's a 2-0 up. Great finish from uh, Omar. Oh, like, that's just right place, right time. Yeah. And just to be reactive to it. And he slotted that into that bottom corner. Well done, Omar Beckles. Like buses. Don't get one <laughs> yeah. for ages and then two come in one game. So fair play to him. Um, so not to do that any disservice, but we'll move on then. For three minutes later, Lawrence Vigoru made a good save to deny pain from distance. Yeah, a good player, pain uh, for Swindon. 61st minute in. He always had a chance. Make a break as the ball fell to Aaron Drynan. He tried to get the ball to Satiri on the left-hand side of the pitch. Didn't quite get there. Chance was gone. Yeah, the O's made their first sub in the 64th minute. Jordan Brown came on for Theo Archibald. So again, good game management. Like I said, you know, two and up, resting Archibald is putting another good shift and gives Jordan Brown 25 minutes away to Swindon. Yeah. Let's fast forward then to 72nd minute. Vigoru came out, swept the ball away from Harry Parsons' feet to get rid of the chance. Yeah, five minutes later, Swindon pulled a goal back as Beckles initially tried to drive out from the back. Uh, he was dispossessed and some neat interplay eventually saw Davison in on goal and he ended up slipping it past Lawrence Vigoru to make it 2-1. Hosts with, what, 15 or so minutes to it, get back it, into the it game? It was never going to be a straightforward 2-0. That's not the Orient way, is it? You're not, it's not to do a 10-man 2-0 seat out. I can see the yeah. goal with roughly... But what it tells me is they've left. got to get three goals now to, or three goals to get to get to win the game, which is even harder. So, yeah, I mean the defence there will be disappointed. They've sliced through us a little bit too easily, and I think they'll review that probably tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah. and think actually we need to be a bit better there. I think it was Shad that tried to um, slide to to intercept the ball, and he just a foot it's or done. so away, too too far back to to make it count. Um, I can't remember exactly. Who, I think it was Shad, but yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah, disappointing, disappointing. So Swindon pulled the goal back one minute later in second O sub of the game. Mitchell came on for Ruel Satoru. A minute later, though, penalty appeals for Swindon this time as Landola went down in the box. Ref being consistent, awarding nothing. Consistently poor. Three minutes later, Vigoru made a superb save to deny Swindon an equalising goal. The ball pinged about the Orient box and seemingly outnumbered by Swindon attackers. Eventually, uh, the shot uh, Swindon got the shot off and it seemed to hit Alex Mitchell and then the danger was cleared. Yeah, I think Vigoru's performances has started going under the radar because Great. the attacking performance has been so good. Yeah, Vigoru as a keeper, unless you're making five amazing saves per match, everyone's going to be talking about Smythe or Satu <coughs> or Theo Archibald or, yeah. 
or whoever. So good to see uh, Viggs again against his former team. 88 minutes in, Jordan Brown went into the ref's book for a foul. And a minute later, Swindon went very close to an equaliser, but Payne's free kick just missed target yeah six minutes of time were added on and a chance a small chance for each side uh, during this time but apart from that there was no further talking points and the ref brought the game to a close with the O's picking up maximum six points from six over this Easter period things you love to hear yeah great stuff so David just spoke to Rishi Wellens after the game we're going to play the opening few minutes because it might not be up on YouTube yet or it might not have seen it yet because obviously the game was today so here's a snippet of what Rishi had to say to Dave Richie, thanks for joining us and congratulations. Your team dug so deep to get that result. That, that's the word, dug deep, heart, desire, determination, all of those words that are easy to say and so difficult to do. Um, I, think, I think over the Easter weekend you, you've seen a good mix of, of what we can do. We play flowing football against Gunthorpe and then we've, we've come here. We, I think we started the game really well. Um, I say really well, we got in... Listen, the, the, the space either side of, of Louis Reed is, is big when the ball turns over and we got into them areas we didn't quite make it count um, and then we've gone one we'll up and then obviously the sending off changes the, everything really um, I think if you want to get a sending off you don't want it to happen on the Easter weekend with the game so close um, and then you don't want it to be against a team that you know can control the, the ball so much I thought before it was when it was 11 v 11 didn't it cause us any, any threat at all and then when it went to when we had 10 I didn't think he caused a threat in terms of actually making chances. I can only make, remember Viggs making a couple of saves in the second half. Um, once we, 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 we couldn't control the game in, ter- in terms of our, obviously, possession, um, but we didn't get the balance right of when to release a winger and, and they push the full-backs high and they spread you back for the full width of the pitch and they try and get runners, um, runners in between them gaps. We didn't shift across the pitch well enough. Um, we, I've never seen, I've never faced a team that plays so many direct balls. Um, but they're effective with it um, and then we're obviously we're addressing that and we're just trying to bring Alex Mitchell on as that type of run that type of goal that we could maybe see coming um, they scored with so, um, so maybe we can react a little bit sharper next time but um, I think you've seen both sides so it was um, one free flowing and, and one we've got to dig deep and so that was the first part of Ruchi's interview with David Victor the whole interview is probably available on YouTube now or be available on YouTube shortly. Thanks to Dave for sending that over. Richie talks about the game, talks about the sending off, really talks about good. a lot of stuff there. So really honest. always speaks well. So that means we've moved up a place in the league. We're now 13th, moving up one place, played 43, won 13, drawn 16, lost 14, goal difference of plus 16. 55 points have been Ujanda your views on Swindon yeah superb result I'd hoped for a point Um, delighted obviously with all three sounded a terrible game for the ref as uh, as I mentioned earlier lost control as it seemingly uh, in the first half but it shows a new depth to us and how we rolled our sleeves up put an absolute shift in uh, ready to work hard for literally the whole game with 10 men when you take on board there's 7 minutes added time in the first half I think and 6 in the in the second half, that's what, 103 minutes all, all in all that they had to be on, on point for. Hector's going to learn from this. Um, he'll be disappointed with the two yellows, as we are as, as fans. Um, on another day, a different ref doesn't give this second yellow, I don't think. I think it gives him a bit of a talking to. Um, but like I said earlier, he's made a poor ref make a, make a decision. And unfortunately, it wasn't favourable for him. 
don't get the Twitter meltdown. There's a lot of people slating him quite badly on Twitter. I think those people need to just calm down a little bit. It's not for me to tell people what they should or shouldn't be writing, but a little bit of context here. He, I know he's played a lot of games, he's, but he's still a young man learning his trade. It, just because he's played all those games doesn't suddenly mean he's an expert. Um, I think they just need to lay off him a little bit. And I think he's had a difficult season like everybody else has had. Um, and Richie Wellens, I think, will coach some of those mistakes out of him. And I think we'll see a better player for it next season. Uh, in Later on in his post-match, he does talk about what Hector should have done. Turned his body, allowed the pass to come back and reset. And we go again, kind of thing. So um, he'll be able to coach that out of him. But delighted with the festive, uh, the, festive the, the, the Easter period. Uh, we're getting six points um, over this period. And three, go- uh, sorry, five goals, uh, one clean sheet and only one goal conceded. So... Yeah, very happy for me sitting here as it stands right now. Yeah, great stuff. For me, there's not much to say that you haven't said. Although, uh, we have worn our grey shirt a lot more than we wore the yellow shirt. This is completely... It's the grey shirt, the third kit. Yeah, the grey shirt's the third kit. I don't understand why we don't wear the yellow. I'm not a fan of both, to be honest, but I just noticed, again, it was the grey shirt. And I just thought, I don't ever remember us wearing the yellow shirt. Apart from Carlisle away, I don't actually remember us wearing the yellow shirt. It'd be interesting what we wear against Crawley, because obviously we can wear the yellow or the grey. If I bought that yellow top and liked it, I'd be sitting there going, it's a bit rubbish, this. However, that is a completely unfootball-related point. But a very good win. You know, Swindon Town were very good when we played them at Brisbane Road, even though we beat them 4-1. So it's great to see us go there and win the game and do the quite double. comfortably over them. Yeah, I would say so. But a lot of um, buzzwords being used for that performance. Words, as Orient fans, we like to hear. Work rate, desire, heart, spirit... All things that we haven't really seen as much as what we like this season. So great to see Richie instilling that. I think there's two players who look like they've had two superb games again. Omar Beckles, who we've openly criticised this season at points because he started fantastically, had a massive dip, I think it's fair to say. Um, but again, since Richie's appointment, especially in the last couple of games, it seems like we've got the Beckles back who we had at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Defending well, Good leading point. the team and getting two vital goals. And I think we've got to shout out again, Darren Prattley for another very, very established performance, chasing every ball down and being an absolute bugger in that middle of the pitch to try and, you know, keep away from the ball. And again, the change in those two has just coincided with the return to form of the team and the returns, you know, of the players who we all wanted to see. So fantastic to see that. And like I said earlier, winning, Breeze winning, you know, six points out of six over East. And we'll go into the next game, which we'll come on to shortly, Northampton Town, which is going to be a tough, tough game. They've got to come out and win that game. They're in a very, they're full, aren't they? And we'll talk about that later. So great to see that. And what an end of the season we're having. What an impact Richie Wenders has made. I think that's six out of ten now. He's won, played, you know, 20 points out of 30 points. That's not bad going. He's only lost two of those. And those two defeats brought a 2 0 away to Oldham, where they scored the second with the last kick of the game, and a 1 0 away to Sutton. It's not bad going at all. Very, yeah. very encouraging signs, considering he took over a team low on confidence, low on spirit, not on good form at all. So, got to say, well done. All they needed was an arm round them and a little bit of structure. It's not difficult, it's just people seem to find it to make it difficult. I'm referring to Kenny Jacket in that. And Richie's come in, put an arm around because they're good technical footballers. That's the thing that we that the, the credit to Kenny Jacket here is that he signed technically good footballers. So if they can play, there's no question or a doubt. We've seen it. But the other side of things that Richie's come in and he's done so well. Can you imagine him being a bit of a laugh in the changing room? Absolutely. When things yeah, are yeah. going well, obviously. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, very very happy 
with the last couple of games. Only three left now, so see what happens. Before we go and talk about your views, players and board members tweeting again. So quite a few tweets after the game. Lawrence Vigor tweeted, said, good Easter weekend for the boys. Two wins out to great support from our fans. And thanks to Swindon Town fans for the reception. Nice to see some familiar faces again. And all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah, Jordan Brown 4 said, fans are incredible today and pushed us over the line. Great shift from everyone. Um, I Beckles, goal scorer extraordinaire, said some shift out from the boys. Travelling fans were classed throughout today and got us over the line. We also appear to have a new song for Richie Wernens that I've seen a few videos of. So yeah. a new chant for Richie. Yeah, absolutely. Matt Porter, LOFC, said we've had some impressive free scoring wins this season, but impressive to see a different kind of victory. Fantastic commitment, tactical discipline and effort levels uh, throughout and great support from the stands too nice to hear a few new songs yeah Mark Devlin 7 new CEO said that was one hell of a shift put in by the players and fans today a mixture of non-stop running and non-stop singing thank you all yeah so uh, move on now to the feedback that we got after this match so thanks to everyone for your views quite a bit more than against Scunthorpe yeah. uh, came into our social media accounts and again we'll try and read out as many as we can but just because we do it doesn't mean that we agree with them E10 Newman kicks off this uh, round of views who says would have been happy with the draw today but this result with 10 men is brilliant take about every single Orient player great tweet yeah good stuff Orient Meat Pies if you love Leo's had to dig in there ref is really poor as well we only need 10 men Orient it is said really please massive workload from the 10 men Hector owes them a pint happy to be proved wrong but is that our first double of the season believe it is yeah could well be actually I'm not sure I think it's probably right with that one Gold 9-3-1 said, what a smashing result with 10 men. Excellent performance up to 13. Now in Wellens, we trust. Safe hands, 0-0 said, Wellens, six wins uh, in 10 as Orient boss. Trying not to get overexcited for next season. Suddenly, he's getting the best from the players who didn't look great a few months ago. Yeah, good point there. Sunshine LFC said, an excellent battling performance from the O's today. And our first double of the season, the work rate was a credit to them all up the O's lots of very happy O's fans again talking about buzzwords which we haven't mentioned very often so yeah. great to see yeah Dax Dudar said what a result probably our best result of the season to hold on with 10 men down uh, sorry to hold on with being a man down for 70 minutes fantastic looks promising for next season Bogstolix once said impressive result needed with 10 men Players playing for the shirt now. I'd love to know what really happened on the jacket for the huge loss of form. Still very happy to have Richie. And this squad doesn't need that much tinkering to mount a challenge next season. Suddenly we've gone from these Full players change. aren't very great to literally only need a few more to get in for next season. Let's go really. Interesting. Orient Fan TV said, Great battling performance from the rest of the squad who were left to battle for everything after Hector's silly sending off earlier on. Great to see the togetherness in the squad during the fracker that took place as well. Every player fought for the shirt today. Beckles, man of the match for me. Steve Chapman forced a great back-to-the-wall performance. Brainless by Kiprianu. I thought Swindon were poor outside the first five minutes. And after they scored, for a team chasing promotion, they did very little. And hopefully, we'll do the same against Northampton on Saturday. Jack Will, 2-3-1-0, said, Absolutely outstanding. Genuinely excited to see what Richie can do with this side over the summer and next season. After Jacket went, I did wonder who would come in and shake things up, and he's done a superb job up the O's. Yeah, good point there. Paul Staines, 86, and I thought we were comfortable throughout the whole game. Connor would would have been my man in a match if it wasn't for Beckles' gold and defensive display. Everyone fought their heart out, 
and kept their shape perfectly. Painting oriented, great to see the O's tough it out as well as entertaining the other games, the sort of recipe needed for next season. It's a good point about toughing games out. We've seen plenty of teams come to Brisbane Road and do exactly the same. Exactly thing. right. Happy for us to go to Swindon. Exactly right. Do that. John McNabow, it's a great performance and result, but let's be honest, Swindon were worse than Scunthorpe. I thought I was watching a game of rugby the number of times I kicked the ball into touch. Yeah, Steve LOFC said, apart from Hector sending off, the ref was dreadful. Great fighting spirit, second half. We're certainly heading in the right direction. Yeah, Richie J. Bonson, 10 heroic performances today, plus subs. Defended really well and very well organised, but we can't keep using an excuse for Hector that he's a young player and is learning. Look at the maturity and quality of Ogia. That's a fair point, although I think you've done a good job in explaining about Hector uh, in your views, Bearded Lejande. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, look, he is young. He's got lots of games under his belt, but again, you know, it's been a tough half a season for him, like everyone else, and that's going to impact him possibly slightly more than the Beckles of the world who are experienced. Alan Reeves, too, said, great result in professional performance with 10 men. He had the potential for a cracking game when it was 11 v 11, but Hector put an end to that. Needs must, and Orient were very professional. Yeah, Ox Oops, is some kind of balance restored with our second window over Swindon. But it also shows how madly, badly the season went wrong. If we had taken even a point from a game from the 13 without a win, we would now be in the playoffs. And if we hadn't lost all the confidence as we did, then the top three was possible. Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, which makes you think, if we'd have only got rid of Kenny Jacket earlier in, you know, in January, yeah. for example, what could have been? Trousers Techno said, very good performance in the circumstances of 11 versus 10. And you couldn't really ask for more. Restricted... Uh, Swindon to very few chances and fully deserved the victory. The foul on Ruel was a penalty too, so it could have been even more comprehensive. Yeah, had we not won, I think you should be seeing a lot more tweets about the penalty that wasn't given. But yeah. because we won, I think you kind of look over. Get away with Record it. Yeah. Blue we were absolutely fantastic today. They all except Kipriani weren't their wages and more. Swindon were barely in the game despite the man advantage. It was probably our most complete team performance under Richie. Special shout out to the ref who was abysmal in the National League. And he's even worse now. El Coado said, What result after playing so long with 10 men? Richie Wellens has instilled a great mentality in the squad. Looking at the table now, and it's mad to think we are only 14 points off the playoffs after losing 150 games in a row. If only Richard Wellens was in place sooner. Uh, <laughs> asterisk, slight exaggeration on the 150. That's no, a, that's, noted. That's mad we're only 14 points off the playoffs, isn't it? That's crazy. I've no idea. I'm, I've not. It's been so long since I looked at the top of that table. It is crazy. I've 69 points <laughs> and plus 12 goal differences is where Tranmere are, and we're 55. So yeah, 14 points and and our better goal difference would definitely see us into yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, crazy. Dave Brew four seven nine seven six nine one one. It's a brilliant result. Well played to all the players involved. Hector sending off had been on the cards for a few weeks. Richie has certainly still had a bit of grip and still into the team. Something we have been lacking. Yeah, I think possibly his comments about him slightly gone under the radar as well. The tactical masterclass that he put in place, not only to get us 1-0 up in the first place, but then when we went down to 10 men, to then see that out and to bring the right players in. Arguably, you know, I see a lot of chatter about it, but arguably you'd leave Paul Smythe on because he can turn a game on a knife edge. But it's a big call to take Paul Smythe off. And you would sacrifice someone else, but he's not. He's kept Darren Prattley on, quite rightly so. He's left Theo on, he's left Ruel on, he's left Aaron Dryden on because he knows the work rate from all of them and he's sacrificed Paul Smythe. Yeah, good point. So who would you have brought off if not Paul Smythe? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, but he, he got it, he's won the game. So whatever you want to discuss, however you want to dissect it, whichever way you want to cut it, he made the right decision of course he did. He won the because game. he won the game. Yeah. 
because he won the game. Brand Rucker SC said, the game really did have it all. What great result. Wood and Beckles were great and Viggs helped calm the nerves at the end. Not many teams have what it takes to overcome being a man down so early. I appreciate the heart of this team. I like that. I like that. Great yeah. tweet. Aren't electrics did excellent stuff from Wellens. What he's getting out of these players when there is nothing riding on these games is brilliant to see. And next season could be interesting. Leighton Stonian said, the hate for Hector on here from Orient fans is far too extreme. Yeah, he's made mistakes and today was up there. But I've seen something special in him since Wellens has got him and Prattley playing. He's not perfect, but he's one of our own and we should support his development. That's where you've got a lot of engagement. It's still going on now as we record. I can see our phones flashing up with comments still on the back of that tweet. It's so, right though, it's absolutely spot on. That Twitter account that's tweeted, that is absolutely bang on for me. I can't believe how harsh people are. We've won the game. If we'd have lost the game 3-0, 3-2, what, just lost the game, period. Understandable. Do you know what? Why he, there would be he, such outrage. He's got a bit of a problem now, Hector, because... He's, cut, he, he's out for two he's games. He's coming now, out yeah. of the team who've been doing really well. So it gives either Coleman a chance to come in, or Brown Coleman. a chance to come in. Maybe Carney could play in the middle with the pitch as well. Yeah. If he wants to push Carney out, he might lose his place now for the rest of the season. Mm. And it means he's going into the beginning of next season fighting for a place where at the moment he's been a consistent name on the team sheet. So, you know, he'll be feeling that. He'll be feeling that. But yeah, some great um, talking points off the back of that from Leighton Stone. So thank you. For your tweet, Pandemonium1881 tweeted us a tactically spot on with 11 and tactically spot on with 10. Superb team performance, clever throughout and an extra bit of heart on the sleeve during the last three minutes. Saw us over the line, cannot fault the effort now as we continue to improve and get ready for next year. 1965 AC1881 said impressive defensive performance, looked half decent before the sending off. Great game management throughout. Yeah. Richie Wellens we trust. And obviously underscore Ed said Hector's let us down today but nonetheless... We were magnificent from start to finish. We worked for each other and all of them worked their sex off. And even if Swindon had one, I would have been pleased with the performance. So proud of our club today. Daniel underscore D44 said, Very hard fought win against a really nervous Swindon. Stupid tackle by Hector, but the rest of the team put in such a shift. Thought Wood was man of the match and Khan proved that he can defend. Think we would have won that comfortably if we had 11 men on the pitch it's interesting there Connor Wood I didn't see much in the game on the tweets anyway about Connor Wood's performance but that's not the first tweet to say so Wood was up there yeah. in terms of man of match so great to see some plaudits he's got a great Wood he's got great crossing ability Connor Wood back in there you get another one under Jackie who kind of in out oh frozen out for no reason back and they're not that great it's a good to see Orient Meat Pie turns out tweeted us again this is his second tweet from the game said I love the game management today and the effort and commitment from the players the very things we lacked under jacket. It's been a great long weekend for the O's. It certainly has. Peter Foreman too said, Genuine question. When was the last time we won dirty? Something all promotion teams need to know how to do. Genuinely excited for next season. Oh, you said dirty. They're all dirty. I liked it very much. <laughs> Big TB47 says, Well, Coleman finally delivered today. Great performance. There you go. Ed Jones, 1976, on the penultimate word this week, said, thoroughly enjoyable day out. Fans were great. Performance was spot on. So glad we are learning to manage the game. It's been happening to us for ages. We look a proper side at the moment and long may it continue. Yeah. Bang on tweet. Great tweet there. The final word this one comes from Ian David, 1234. Says, oh my, today had me on the edge of my seat. Felt like an FA Cup final. Magnificent performance, well-deserved win. We showed guts and determination and can hold our heads up high 
with pride. So loads of tweets today. Lovely to see loads of tweets all Good into tweets us well. at Orient Outlook. Nice and varied. Many talking points. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out. You can do that by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. If you're not on Twitter, you can email us at orientoutlook@outlook.com. We're also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. And we are also on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. So various ways to contact us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. Yeah, so let's move on then to the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. Loads of you got it right. So congratulations to all of you who correctly predicted the 2-1 scoreline. You all get three points. But extra special props go to Les LK52, R Coral1972, who both predicted 2-1 and one scorer and got four points out of a maximum of five today. So kudos to all of you uh, who got points. That means, though, the top of the Prediction League is as follows. I think there's a clear leader here with Wadsey on 32 points, Leighton Ori on 26, LOFC Trees is on 22, and Springley Net, uh, sorry, Springley Net and Steve Chaplin four. Uh, on 20 points so congratulations to all of you thanks for all of your predictions it is on our Facebook page if you want to go and have a look and see where you are in our prediction league yeah so one hour three minutes 57 seconds let's wrap up this bad boy fantasy football update Jack Merritt is top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league he's got 2,251 points he's ahead of Dan Eshorn in second place on 2,215 points so this was a foregone conclusion now. It's not anymore. It's back on the game. There's only 35 points dividing these two. I, however, didn't have Ronaldo on my team, so I've fallen like a fly. Obviously, he scores a hat-trick at the weekend. Everyone had him as their captain. Yeah, Some had him as their triple captain. I've gone right down. 185th place out of 315 players. Dan yeah. Hall did, and now he's back in for the championship race. So... There you go. Lovely. Positives and negatives then. Just, I don't know if anyone saw it. I know it's going off topic here, but Cristiano Ronaldo's partner was due to give birth to twins. Unfortunately, it was a boy and a girl. And unfortunately, the boy passed. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's, that's happened earlier today. So that is, that's really tragic. And so, yeah, um, sorry to bring a downer on that. So positives uh, and <laughs> negatives uh, this week. Uh, I'll, start, I'll kick off the positives. We've, won two, we've got two wins uh, in four days. And in those two wins... Uh, we've got five goals and one clean sheet, which is brilliant. We've moved up the league. We've moved one spot from 14th to 13th. Uh, our goal difference has gone up. It's fantastic at the moment and has been, to be fair, all season. I think goal difference, I'm sure we're like plus 16. Hartlepool above us, we're minus 15. I think it's bonkers, our goal difference. It doesn't make any sense, but... Crawley, uh, Hartlepool just below us on minus 15. Oh, they've taken on Crawley are what? Yeah, Crawley are one above us on minus three, but Swindon are two above us on plus 15. Oh, fair play. Fair and then play. it's positives all the way up. So, yeah, so lots of positives this week. Yeah, lots of positives. Finish up though uh, on double, doing the du- double over Swindon. Always nice to do. Always nice to do the double over aside. <laughs> Never <laughs> give anything away. But there's minimal negatives this week. Two negatives, as you'd expect. First of all, Hector Cipriano sending off now. He faces a suspension for obviously his two bookings equals a red. And the second one is Adam Thompson's injury. I don't think it's too bad from what Richie said post-match. Yeah, he just felt his groin, so they didn't want to take the risk. But two negatives nonetheless. So that leads us into the Carol Angley Florist Hero of the Week. Yeah, and we have a split decision uh, on this one, so we're going to nominate each of our own. I think they both have great merit in their own rights. Yeah, obviously this is a, for the week, so it, 
is the Scunthorpe game and the Swindon, Swindon game. game. Obviously, if it was a Scunthorpe game, you'd be looking at um, Archibald, you'd be looking at Paul Smythe, but obviously Smythe got bought out early today. Archibald came off around the 65th minute today as well, not really contributing in terms of assist or goal. So my hero of the week... Archibald assisted for the... Oh, he did. Last did yeah. Goal, yeah. My hero of the week... Uh, is Richie Wellens yeah and my hero I've given it to Omar Beckles for his clean sheet against Gunthorpe and him scoring two goals today I think that you know Richie's got great merit as well but I think actually doing the business on the pitch I think Omar's stood up head and shoulders above that his two goals were good goals and uh, yeah for him for me it's, it's Omar this week yeah so different heroes of the week didn't have time to take well to Twitter as we record on the day obviously of the match so next week's fixtures in one fixture now coming up this week as he has welcome promotion hopefuls Northampton Town to Brisbane Road this Saturday the 23rd of April so Northampton Town fourth in League 2 they beat Harrogate Town today 3-0 at home very much a contender for automatic promotion this will be a tough game their last five they've won three drawn one lost one I think they're two points behind the team in third place meaning if they beat us and results go their way they can get into the automatic promotion spots they will go for it I yeah. guess that's on Saturday. Be a good game actually. Yeah. I think they'll I think they've sold I'm sure I've read they've sold over like eight hundred tickets. I'm sure I saw something on their website. It so should be sold a lot. So they should sell out their allocation. They'll be well really. supported it's on only, Saturday. It's not that far. It's like a local game for them, really. Yeah, big um, game. Big game for far. us again. Another team who are gonna come and a good team to kind of if we turn them over, again Richie can say, Look, you've beaten Swindon, you've beaten Northampton Town, he can really get the confidence going. You've drawn away to Forest Green Rovers. So, yeah, big opportunity there. Hopefully, see you all at Brisbane Road on Saturday. And I don't remember which episode um, it was, but I remember saying that we, although we may have nothing to play for, we can still have a say in how this season ends up for, for lots of clubs. Like we've unfortunately helped Scunthorpe out the league and we've prevented Swindon from advancing their aspirations of being in the playoffs. We could prevent Swindon's aspirations of automatic if Port Vale win and we beat Northampton. Um, so from that perspective, there's still a lot for us to, to be busy about here. It's, it's, it's very and interesting. Tran new on the final game this season. Absolutely. It could be very pivotal for them. So sponsorship reminder as we uh, finish this off now. So don't forget, for the best plastering rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs yeah so that is it thank you for joining us for episode 282 it was a fantastic Easter period for you two wins out of two as you're on Express under Richie winners continue to pick up speed Scunthorpe United blown away 3-0 at Brisbane Road on Good Friday followed that up by a brilliant performance away today at playoff chase in Swindon Town 70 minutes with 10 men win 2-1 we leave O's fans all delighted looking forward to next season but before then three games left Another tough test on Saturday with Northampton Town. Hopefully, in the next episode, only a short six days away, we'll be talking about another good performance and hopefully another one for the O's. Absolutely. So if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a, a subscribe. It really helps people to find us who perhaps have a casual interest in Orient. Give the podcast a five-star rating. That also helps... Uh, with us being identified as a podcast of worth and a review on whatever platform uh, you get your podcast from would be very much appreciated. Thanks to uh, everyone, uh, the 95 on um, uh, iTunes who have voted, uh, who have uh, reviewed. reviewed and also I think you said 35. 33 on Spotify. On rate, Spotify. So yes, yeah, Spotify, you can now rate the show. So go up to rate the show on Spotify. Give us a nice five stars. We had 33 five-star ratings on Spotify, which is Lovely. very nice. That's a new very thing Very much appreciated. Yeah. If you listen on Spotify, tune in, Stitcher, add it to your favourites. 
That way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers and fan hub, which is brilliant. So listening to the podcast could not be any easier. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass the pod. So we'll be back with episode 283 in just six days with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. <laughs> <laughs>